0: Continuing on with our first reading in the Book of Acts, we see uh, that what Saint Paul is doing is very much in accord with our gospel text. This is the recording of the beginning of Saint Paul's first mission. In the Book of Acts, Saint Paul does three missions. He starts from the Church of Antioch in Syria and he goes out and he goes all around and then he comes back. And he does that three times. And, the latter part of the book of Acts is structured around those three missionary journeys of St. Paul. St. Paul is being a light to the world. That's what he's doing. He's evangelizing. And this is what we see in our gospel. Christ says, I have come as light into the world. Now, uh, the imagery that lies behind Christ's language of uh, light and his references to himself as the light of the world is... Uh, maybe one or two, possibly three main Old Testament ideas. Uh, the main one being the pillar of light that guided the children of Israel through the darkness when they were uh, making their way out of Egypt to the Promised Land. As they worked through the night, they had this amazing pillar of light, it was miraculous, that went ahead of them to guide them. And uh, that's the image that Christ is uh, referring to himself as. And during this Easter season, we represent that with the Paschal Candle, which is not lit right now. At least I don't see it being lit. Is it lit? I don't know. <laughs> it should be lit. But anyways, for the Easter season, we have the Paschal Candle, which is a symbol of that pillar of fire, that pillar of lights that guided the children of Israel through the darkness. And if you'll notice, it's placed right by the baptismal fonts. Baptism is referred to in the Bible indirectly and, and directly in our tradition as illumination. The light of Christ is given to us in baptism. It's communicated to us, and we symbolize that in our baptismal rite by the lighting of the little candle that's given to the sponsor or the parents uh, on behalf of the childs. And if it's an adult, um, it's given directly to the adult's. The idea here is that the light of Christ is communicated to us, the baptized. And the priest says, You are to keep this light burning bright. May it never go out, may it not be extinguished. When Christ who comes again, uh, may he find it being, being lit. And uh, so we can see that Jesus is the light of the world. We are called to be the light of the world and to carry that light out into the world like St. Paul is doing here in our, in our first reading. Notice he's got St. Mark as well with him. St. Mark was positioned perfectly to be an evangelist. First of all, he had a home in Jerusalem, uh, his mother's home was there. He had, a, you notice his name was John Mark, so he had a Latin name and a Hebrew name, uh, shows that he was a very kind of cosmopolitan, international kind of guy he wrote his gospel the second gospel in rome and by tradition he's the major and first evangelist of egypt and of alexander the church of alexander in egypt so uh, mark being an amazing evangelist paul being an amazing evangelist they brought the light of christ that they received in their baptism out into the world so also we're called to do that well You've probably heard uh, much talk about something called the new evangelization. If I can, I'm going to get a little little show of hands here, if you guys don't mind. All right, don't don't be shy. Okay, I'm going to ask you to raise your hands. Now, who has heard of the term at least? The new evangelization. Okay, so if you haven't heard of it before, this is the first time then. The new evangelization, big deal. All right, very very big deal. Now, uh, again, don't be shy and don't be ashamed if you don't know this. All right, because we as Catholics hear a lot of buzzwords, and we don't know necessarily what they are. Uh, who understands, at least a little bit, what the new evangelization is? Okay, good, good. It's an opportunity, though, for a lot of us. Some of us do, some of us don't. It's an opportunity to learn a little bit about what this is. Uh, Paul VI, and especially John Paul II, they basically said the Second Vatican Council is the new evangelization. The new evangelization sums up what the Second Vatican Council is all about. Essentially, what you, what you understand is this. Imagine a region of people who have never heard the gospel before. They've never heard it before, ever, in their entire life. They don't know anything about Christianity. Never heard the name of Jesus. They need to be evangelized. The first entrance of Christianity into that population, that's the first evangelization. Okay? Now, that's already happened in spades in Europe and really in America as well, okay? uh, and in, in other parts of the world, but those are the two main ones where the, the first evangelization has taken root. But, hundreds of years have gone by and the faith has really kind of died in these areas. Christianity has died. And so there's a call for a new evangelization. See, the new evangelization is the attempt to evangelize people who have culturally and historically already been exposed to Christianity and to the gospel. The metaphor that comes to my mind is this. Think of this. Uh, The first evangelization is there's a guy standing there and he doesn't have that baptismal candle. Well, you go up and you give him a candle and it's lit. All right, that's the first evangelization. What's the new evangelization? There's a whole ton of people out there with candles, but the lights are out. And now the task is to go and to relight those candles. That's the task of the new evangelization. It's not easy. It's more difficult because people have been inoculated to Christianity. They've all heard that, and they've got all of these kind of cultural inhibitions towards hearing the gospel. But it's our job to announce it in a new way, in a way that's able to communi- be communicated to people who, again, culturally have been exposed to Christianity, but themselves, and themselves they might be baptized, but they're just simply not living Christian lives and they really don't deeply identify with Christ. That's the task of the new evangelization. My brothers and sisters, this Easter season, my prayer is that, uh, we can, we can come to understand what that is, to internalize it and to Think of ways in which to further it. Uh, a very simple way we can see in our first reading here, and I'll end with this, is uh, St. Paul and Barnabas, before they go out on their missionary journey, it says they're worshiping and they're praying and they're fasting. Okay? The word worshiping and ministering to the Lord, that word is a Greek word, okay, which is where we get our word liturgy. So they were engaged in liturgy. That was the foundation of their evangelization, as it is in the first evangelization, so it is in the new evangelization. We need to be engaged in liturgy. A full, The Second Vatican Council very much emphasized what's called the full, active, conscious participation of the faithful in the Mass. And so when we come to Mass, if we're doing this and we're Scratching our heads and we're thinking about work and everything else. That has a very deleterious effect upon those who need to be evangelized when they come in. Now, in contrast to that, if we are engaged in the liturgy and deeply united with Christ in prayer when we're during during the Mass, it changes the whole atmosphere. And people who come in say, Hmm, this is there's reverence here, there's piety, there's holiness, there's the presence of God here. So that's just, you know, full active conscious participation in the one simple way that we can further the new evangelization.